my radio program. Uh, you can also download the app and you can listen to it live stream on the app. Or some of you here in Virginia can listen to me on the three radio stations that we have here in Virginia. Uh, one in Culpeper, one in Richmond, one up in the Winchester area. So we cover sort of most of, much of Central Virginia, or a good bit of Central Virginia, right up into Northern Virginia. So check it out, and uh, and you'll find out exactly what you missed in the last whatever. I'm not even going to say it. Let me move on. Oh, one other thing. I was just about to get to, so you will get this. Remember this, as you see the rockets, about a thousand rockets have now been fired at Israel from Hamas. And by the way, we are about to release, we meaning we Americans through our misguided government are about to release $130 million into the Palestinians. Uh, and they're going to use that money. Uh, we already gave them some, uh, uh, several million, uh, I think 10 million, I think but we're going to give them some more so they can attack our ally Israel because that's what they do with it. Now here again, for all the Trump haters out there, when President Trump was in office, he stopped all financial aid to the Palestinians because this is what they do with it. Not, not that necessarily the people, although I, I don't think the, in this case the people are much different. I think they're all imbued with this radical Islamic nonsense. But the, the leaders of Hamas, they're terrorists. They are terrorists. And we send them money, they use the money to commit terrorist acts. And also, Iran is a terrorist state. And they get money from Iran and money from us, and we've given money to Iran, of course. And then they attack our ally Israel. Now, you know, the Bible makes very clear God said to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And now, now to give President Biden credit, he has refused to go along with the four horsewomen of the apocalypse. You know, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, um, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ariana Presley. He has refused to go along with these demonic women uh, who are calling... Israel in apartheid state and, and uh, de de denouncing Israel and all that. He's refused to go along with them and saying that he's saying that Israel has a right to defend itself. Of course it does. Israel did not precipitate this. They did not start this. Uh, and in fact, these folks have still not accepted Israel's right to exist. So when people say I Israel is in the way, Israel's not in the way. Israel's given away land for peace repeatedly, and it never, ever changes anything because they want Israel destroyed. They want Israel moved off the face of the earth. They're never going to get that done because Israel is blessed by Almighty God. Israel is the nation that God is a nation that God ordained. It is the nation through which our Messiah came. Israel's not going anywhere. They can do every, they can, they can try all they want and all they're going to do is destroy themselves. But remember, we are living in the last days and the Bible makes clear that in the last days, Israel will be the center of mankind's attention. Because the armies that amass themselves in the, in the, in the final battle are going to be amassing themselves to destroy Israel. 
and their Messiah is going to step in and save them. So I'm not saying we're at that point yet. Clearly, we are not. Right now, we've just got rockets being uh, fired from a terrorist organization into Israel. But I say to all you Christians, you can read the signs of the sky, read the signs of the times. That's what Jesus said. And it's clear that we are living in the last days. Now, no man knows the day nor the hour. The last days could last another hundred years. Who knows? I don't. I don't think it will. But but we don't know. What we know is we've got to be ready when he comes and we have got to read these signs and take them to heart and understand the times we are living in. The Bible says in the last days, perilous times shall come. We are living in perilous times right now. And if the, if the Democrat Party continues to go far left the way it's been going over the last 20, 30 years, we're going to end up with full blown anti-Semitism controlling the Democrat Party. You know, I said many times while President Obama was in office, I said, President Obama is a closet anti-Semite. And, I, and I, st I stand by that. Because he hung out with Jeremiah Wright and, and, and Louis Farrakhan and, and these folks. And these folks are full-blown Jew haters. They are, they are haters of Jews. And that's who Obama associated with them. One of his mentors was a Palestinian who hated the Jews. The Democrat Party is moving fast in that direction. They better watch themselves. They better watch themselves. Again, you know, I, look, I'm glad that they're showing their hand. I'm glad that they're showing where they're coming from. Because I think the more the American people see of who they really are, the more they're going to be rejected. And some of those Appalachian folks and black folks and others whose who's Four fathers and four mothers, or at least for the last generation or two, have voted Democrat, are going to start saying, you know what, enough, enough. I don't trust these people. They're out of their minds. They're off their rockers. They are, they are against everything that I believe in. You know, as Ronald Reagan famously said, I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me. So here again, to give credit to President Biden, he is standing by Israel so far, saying Israel has a right to defend itself. I, and I give him, look, I believe in truth. I give him credit for that. Now we'll see how long that lasts. He, he's better than Barack Obama is in that sense. We'll see how long that lasts because the pressure is on him to denounce Israel by all the anti-Semites in his party. And here again, Jews mainly vote Democrat. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand that anymore. I understand why black Christians vote for Democrats. The party has become an abomination. And yet people, I mean, you'd think Jewish people would not vote for them because as far as I'm concerned, they just as soon see Israel destroyed. I don't think they'd care. I don't think they care wit because they think Israel is an oppressor. You know, we, we Christians have better stick together and stand for the things that we know God wants us to stand for and not buy in to this secular, atheist, Marxist nonsense that is coming out of the left and out of the Democrat Party. You know, AP, AP Newswire uh, is in an, was in an office building because the building's been destroyed, was in an office building where Hamas also had an office. They, they now act like Israel targeted the media in this building when they know that Hamas was there 
and I have it on good report, they never reported. They saw weapons. They saw that Hamas was there. They, they never reported on that, of course, because, you know, you report bad things on Israel. You just report bad things on Israel. You report bad things on these terrorist Muslims and they kill you. So basically, you got a bunch of cowardly and, and, and left-leaning as well uh, reporters who wouldn't report the evil of Hamas, but they're happy to report, oh, Israel, they're destroying, they're, they're bombing civilians. The, these people are, are so lost that it, you, you can't even begin to fully express just the, the darkness of their hearts but they, they've, been, they've been seduced by lying spirits. And that's what all this Marxism and socialism and anti-Israel and all, all these people. Look, folks, let me just say it, then I want to get to the word because I don't want to spend all my time on this. Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ariana Presley, Rashida Tlaib, and all the people who follow that ill, these people are demonic. They really are. They're demonic. They're evil to the core. I mean, make no mistake about it. They are evil to the core. And the ideology they are following is the ideology that's gotten 100 million people killed around the world. And that is that, that Marxist ideology. Gotten 100 million people killed around the world. And yet they live for it. And the Democrat Party embraces them because they lean in that direction anyway. It's the question of how far they're going to lean before they fall off the, the edge. And I think they're fast approaching that moment. They don't need to be worried about us conservatives. They don't need to be worried about us Christians. We love them and pray for them. But you know who they need to be worried about? They better be worried about God. Because you can only shake your fist in God's face for so long. And sooner or later, you're going to reap what you sow. And I'm not talking about any human being doing anything to anybody. Let me make that crystal clear again. I'm talking about God intervening by his supernatural power to deal with people who think they're bigger than he is. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about the moral law of the universe God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. You sow evil, you sow hatred, you sow division, you sow, sow uh, uh, destruction, you, you sow a murderous mindset toward other people. What do you think you're going to reap? What do you think you're going to reap? So that's why I'm not worried about these people. They, they don't realize how weak they are. You can't be strong and be on the wrong side of God. There's no strength in that. That is pure weakness. That's just like Satan. He thinks he's strong. And, and he's already defeated. He's just too stupid to know it. And so are they, because they're full of lies, and they're just too stupid to know it. I mean, I say stupid, I don't mean necessarily intellectually stupid, but they're spiritually blind. They're dumb. Spiritually dumb. And they can't see that the whole, their, their whole philosophy and ideology of life is just wicked and twisted. Okay, let's get back to the word. Don't have that much time, but I got some. All right, uh, let's see. 
let's begin. Let's pick up at verse 19. After Mary has had this encounter with Jesus Christ, and he said, go tell my brethren, say to them, I'm ascending to my father, to your father, to my God and your God. 19th verse. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Now he said that and showed them his hands and his side because they knew that his hands had been pierced and his side had been pierced. And apparently even in his resurrection body, those wounds are preserved. Now, they're not bleeding because he has no blood. And they're healed, but they're there. And I really believe that you can see through those wounds in his hands. You can see it. And he wanted them to know that he is indeed the Christ. He is indeed Jesus, the Christ. That, that, those are his identification marks. And he will carry those marks throughout all of eternity as a reminder to us of the awesome union price paid for our sins. There he is standing in their midst and there's no doubt that it's him. It says, so Jesus said to them again, peace be to you. As the father has sent me, I also send you. Now remember that as the father has sent me, I also send you. If you are a Christian, just as God sent Jesus Christ into the world, he is sending you into the world. Now, you're not born of a virgin, but you are born again. And you are born for God. And you are born with a mission. You are born with a purpose. You are born with a calling. Born again. The Bible says we are his workmanship created for good works in Christ Jesus beforehand that we are his, that we should walk in them. And the word um, workmanship there is poema, poem, lyric. You are God's lyric, God's song, God's music to a lost and dying world. It says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now this is an interesting verse because of course the question it raises is, did they receive the Holy Spirit at that time? Or was Jesus prophetically preparing them to receive the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost? Because we know they weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit until the day of Pentecost. So he said, receive the Holy Spirit and breathed on them. You know, some people say, well, he was prophetically preparing them to receive the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, that was when, he was, that was when they received the Holy Spirit. And then later they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, see... I, I don't believe that they received the Holy Spirit at that time because their behavior doesn't suggest it. He told them, go to Jerusalem and wait and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I believe that he was preparing them for that, for, for that at this moment. Now, you can believe something different and, and we're not going to die on that hill, <laughs> you know, because the important thing is that Jesus is making clear to them you can't do what you've got to do without the Holy Spirit. That's, to me, the most important lesson here. Whether you believe they received it then and were baptized later, or, or Jesus was simply prophetically preparing them then, and then they were baptized later, because they were clearly not baptized until the day of Pentecost, baptized in the Holy Spirit until the day of Pentecost. The point is, 
Jesus is making clear to them, without the Holy Spirit, you can't do the work you've been called to do. I can't do the work I've been called to do without the Holy Spirit. You can't do what God's called you to do without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. You need an endowment from on high. You need supernatural strength. You need supernatural power to do this. I can tell you unequivocally, without the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, I would have quit. I think a lot of times that's why people burn out in ministry because they're operating in their own strength and their own power and their own resources. And those resources are finite. They are limited. But the power of the Holy Spirit is unlimited, is infinite. You can't do the work of the gospel. You can't do the work of the kingdom without the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the lesson that most needs to be drawn from this. Not a debate about exactly at what moment they were in filled with the Holy Spirit or whatever, but rather you can't do this without the Holy Spirit. What did he just say? As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. I can't send you without an endowment to do what I'm sending you to do. So he breathed on them. And said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. I trust that every single one of you who is saved has received the Holy Spirit. I trust that you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, I don't, I don't argue with people about doctrine. I don't do that because to me it's, it's a waste of time. You won't convince me. I won't convince you. Let's unite around the things that we know we agree upon. We agree that Jesus Christ is our Savior. We agree that he died on the cross for our sins. We agree that he was God come in the flesh. And we agree that he rose the third day with all power in his hands. We agree that he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's center on that. Not on any other doctrinal issue. But just so you know, I do believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the witness of speaking in other tongues. I do believe in the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit for today. I know I've operated in them. I do believe that God is doing miracles today. I do believe that the Holy Spirit empowers us for the work of the ministry today. I believe that. I believe in healing for today. I believe all of that. But I'm not going to fight with my brothers and sisters over it and, and divide against them and do some of the crazy stuff that's been done denominationally. I'm not going to associate with you. You don't believe that? I'm not. I mean, that's crazy. Jesus didn't say, hereby all men shall know that you're my disciples by your doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Did he? No, he didn't. All men shall know that you're my disciples by your doctrine of speaking in tongues. Did he say that? No, he didn't. What did he say? By this all men shall know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. Love is supposed to be the defining characteristic of our relationship with God and with each other. Love, not division over doctrine, love. And I love you. If you're my, you're my brother and sister in Christ, I love you. Of course, I love everybody. We Christians do love everybody. But the Bible says we're supposed to do good to all men, but especially those who are of the household of faith. We have a special relationship between those of us who are bound in Jesus Christ. Those of us who are in love with him. We are one spirit with him. And by the way, our brother 
our brothers and sisters in Christ are of every complexion, of every background, of every nationality. They are male and they are female. They are from all over the world. We are one family in Christ Jesus. It's been a trick of the enemy to divide us on the basis of complexion of skin and all this other crazy stuff it's, or, or denominational differences over doctrine. It's been a, a trick of the enemy to divide us over that stuff. Now, I'm not talking, I'm talking about unity among the body of Christ. Now, if you don't believe that Jesus is God, you're not a Christian. You might call yourself one, but you're not. Let me make this very clear. Jehovah's Witnesses are not Christians. They are Jehovah's Witnesses. They're not Christians. Well, how do you know that? Because they reject the triunity of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they reject the deity of Jesus Christ. They even reject the bodily resurrection of Christ. They don't even believe that he rose bodily. They're not Christians. They're pseudo-Christians. They're, they're cult. Anything that pretends to be Christian that denies the deity of Jesus Christ and says that Jesus was an angel or Jesus was this. Now, look, I don't hate these people, okay? My mother's a Jehovah's Witness, folks. I don't, I don't hate anybody, okay? I'm just telling you the truth, okay? I mean, Mormons have been some of the greatest patriots this country's ever seen. And, and God bless them, you know? I mean, in terms of the service that many of them have given to our country. And I wouldn't include Mitt Romney in that, but that's another matter. Um, and great families and, and decent moral people. But they're not Christians. They're not Christians. Because in order to be a Christian, you've got to believe that Jesus is God come in the flesh to die on the cross for your sins. That he rose bodily after that death on the cross. He shows it here. Look at my hands. Look at my side. And that he ascended up on high and is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Seated in the throne of God. Not some angelic being. But God himself the son of the living God and, and God, the son, the second person in the Trinity, the triune God. You don't believe that you're not a Christian. I still love you. I don't hate you for it, but you're wrong. So here again, I don't, don't think I'm just, you know, Oh, he, Bishop Jackson's being divisive. He's saying they're not Christian. I'm just being biblical, okay? Just being biblical. I got to get ready to go. My apologies again for that early. You know what? My wife just said to me this morning, you know, she was telling me about a colleague of mine. I said, man, I don't like Mondays. <laughs> said, well, I've never said I don't like Mondays. But after a full weekend of work for a pastor, you know, Mondays are, a lot of pastors take Mondays off. I don't do that because I can't. I've got, I've got work to do on Mondays. I try to find days off here and there to, to get some rest in because I'm supposed to do that. God said you're supposed to rest one day a week. Um, but this, this may be a testament to, to how, Monday go, how Monday goes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But God bless you all. Pray for me. I love you all. Thank you all for joining in. And, and by the way, for the announcement that you didn't hear, Tune in to AFR, American Family Radio, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm going to make the announcement that you didn't hear here because, unfortunately, my mic was muted. Here again, folks, that's on me. I can't, I have no engineer here to say, why didn't you do that? <laughs> you know? 
I'm, I'm my engineer in this instance, and I just blew it. Uh, but you know what? I'll do better in the future. I think that's the second time that's happened. But I'll do better in the future. I'll, I'll, I'll make it a habit to check my checklist every single time, no matter what. Because if I don't, that's what happens. God bless you all. Love you. Remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit. Because we are on God.